Welcome to Zen Bites, where we blend ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering mindful entrepreneurs to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business. Welcome. This week's topic is creating a diverse environment with our special guest, J.K. Bridges. J.K. Bridges is a diversity, equity, and inclusion recruiter. Let's get into it. Okay, less. <laughs> <laughs> so can you share with us your dream to become a diversity, equity, and inclusion recruiter? Well, you know, to be very transparent with you, I actually uh, started doing uh, DE&I, diversity, uh, equality, and inclusion, long before uh, it became the popular thing to do. Um, I've been doing it right at 20, uh, October will be 28 years. Uh, that I've been doing it. And, you know, I started doing it for a number of different reasons. But the primary reason uh, that I fell into this is because I myself, you know, as a young military spouse, uh, I observed so many roadblocks uh, that I ran into when I would be applying for roles uh, back to the point that there were certain companies which, you know, I'm not going to put anybody on blast because uh, <laughs> a lot of these companies are still, you know, big box brands still exist right. today. But I can recall that there were times when I was going through the recruitment process and they actually was bold enough to say, we're not going to hire you because you're a military spouse. And so from that moment forward, that became my motivation to say, I never want anyone to go through or have to endure what I did. Hmm. And do you think that their, um, I guess, um, their their rationale was because they assumed that you know you'll be on to the next place, whatever. Um, was that it or was there something? Oh, else? you're absolutely correct. That's definitely a lot of it. Uh, but also, you know, uh, I've, I've sat in and I've been, you know, a part of quite a few different think tanks over the years. And, you know, for some reason, there was also this uh, fallacy, this stigma, you know, this misleading information that military spouses are lazy, you know, that all we want to do is just kind of sit and, you know, have our Dunkin' Donuts and watch days our lives. And wow. so, um, yeah, so that was that was definitely, you know, uh, a, a very difficult stigma, uh, you know, to really want to get out there and fully educate individuals. But you are correct to the uh, statement you uh, aforementioned. Uh, a lot of people, you know, in the civilian sector is not properly educated. They they fail to realize that predicated upon where the individual may be stationed at, we as spouses are not always at liberty to be able to join them. So let's say, for example, um, the war on Afghanistan is a perfect example uh, long before, you know, it became in the spotlight after 2001. But, you know, that is one of those countries that if our spouses are stationed there, we're not able to go there. And there's a there's a whole slew of other countries, you know, such as, you know, Pakistan, Istanbul, you know, place Turkey, you know, places like that, uh, that we're not able to go. And so these are some of the uh, hurdles that, believe it or not, uh, in corporate America, military spouses are still facing today. So the education has come a long way, but we still yet have a long way to go. Wow. Wow. I can't believe the stereotypes. <laughs> um, so can you describe a healthy, diverse environment? 
Yes, a healthy, diverse environment is definitely uh, one where, you know, the higher ups, you know, your, your more executive and corporate level chain is very uh, in tune uh, to, you know, the trends and the things that's going on and sh shedding a great appreciation, you know, to its overall uh, corporation, you know, all the way from their entry level upwards to every level within the organization, you know, for the uniqueness and the diversity of the staff. Nice, nice. And how would one get around, say, uh, the stigma tied to a certain group that they belong to? I'm sorry. How would someone get around, say, the stigma or the prejudices that people have, the preconceived notions that, you know, uh, um, hiring companies have regarding um, a group that they're associated with? You know, to answer that question, to get away from the prejudices, to be very transparent, I don't think we would ever get away from the prejudices because sadly, you know, the prejudices exist on both sides, be it, you know, the Caucasian or, you know, Black Americans. However, I do feel that it is crucial and definitely prudent um, that we get the information out there to let people know that uh, DEI, th those platforms are not just about persons of color. It's also about, you know, religious preferences, ageism. Um, it's also about, like I mentioned a moment ago, you know, those that fall in the categories of military spouses, veterans. There's a lot of stigma that goes against veterans because you, it, you know, you have a lot of employers that say, oh, I don't, I don't want to work with them. They are veteran, you know, and then there's some negative connotations, you know, verbiage that's normally followed behind that, that I really don't care to give the energy to, to repeat. Uh, but then you also have, you know, what's called transitioning veterans. You know, that's those that's getting ready to exit out of the military. Um, you know, within six to eight months. Mm -hmm. nice. Okay. And as a recruiter, do you um, team up with career coaches as well? Or um, I don't want to necessarily say I team up with them because I think that that would probably be the wrong, you know, statement. But whenever possible, you know, if there happens to be, um, you know, a, a you know, a coach out there, which I myself is a certified coach, earned those uh, accreditations, you know, over the years of my career, you know, have employed with the likes of Microsoft and GMAC. Um, but I do, whenever possible, uh, definitely partner and work with those individuals such that I can get the word out to them about the do's and the don'ts of what's going on within the industry at that time. Okay. And what advice would you give to, say, an entrepreneur who finds themselves seeking to diversify their organization? Well, I think there's a couple of different things that can be done in order to uh, diversify one's organizations. Number one, definitely being uh, visible as well as vocal uh, on the different social media platforms that the organizations may have. Nowadays, practically every organization have its own business, LinkedIn page, Twitter account, et cetera, et cetera. So I definitely think other than waiting to Juneteenth or, you know, Black History Month, I think <laughs> it's crucial uh, that we recognize that, you know, Black Black history is 365, is, is every day, is year round. So making sure that you're being ever so vigilant, you know, I would say definitely doing events anywhere from every two months to every, you know, three months or at least every quarter, you know, uh, 
things of that nature. That way you're definitely showing that uh, the diversity and the versatility within one's own organization. Another great way to highlight it is being visible within the communities that you serve and represent. You know, there's a lot of organizations out there, many of the disproportionate uh, groups uh, do much business with them. So if you know, uh, which nine times out of 10, they do, uh, but knowing that you have uh, patronage that's coming to your organization from those demographics, partner with them within, you know, different uh, fundraisers or, uh, you know, nonprofit organizations that may be within that uh, demographic, that geographical demographic. I think that that is very crucial. I think that is very prevalent. And I have seen historically, you know, the organizations that do that, those are the ones that tend to be much more successful. Um, I know a lot of people tend to frown upon Amazon. Uh, one thing that I always give Amazon utmost credit for out of almost any and every employer that exists, Amazon has down pat by non the best diversity program. Now, notice I said the best diversity program, meaning they're very visible and they're very vocal with regard to military spouses, mm -hmm. veterans, transitioning veterans, their LGBTIQ, you know, they are very visible about that. Uh, Microsoft, they're another, you know, so I always tell people when you're in the job market, make sure that you are opting to employ with an organization that is representative of you. Nice. Yeah, definitely. So uh, instead of being strategically um, visible in the community at certain times, walk the walk consistently. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what are some resources that someone interested in creating a diverse organization can check out? Well, you know, now, considering that we have the explosion on the internet, it, there's an array of, you know, uh, resources there. I do apologize. I'm not able to just quote anything off the top of my head right now because I wasn't quite prepared for that. But I mean, just, uh, you know, a brief Google search can give that person or organizations people within those various organizations, immediate tools. You know, there's different YouTube videos that's out there. There's a lot of different podcasts that's out there. Um, and then of course you have actual LinkedIn uh, experts, you know, SMEADS uh, that's out there, you know, that's within uh, the DEI sector. So I, I'm inclined to say, if a person want to find the information, mm -hmm. he or she can. For anyone to say that there, there's no information out there on DENI, then we both know that's actually not the truth. It's just an utmost fallacy. Right, right, definitely. And similar to that, um, can you think of like maybe three books or something you'd recommend that are around the area of, of um, DEI? I'm sorry, I do apologize, but your recording <laughs> is just a little bit low. Say that one more time. What oh, about sure. the books? I said... I said, similarly, can you recommend um, three books or something that um, are around the are around DEI that the listeners might want to um, look up or anything? Um, 
one book that really stands out it doesn't speak directly and say you know identify as dni but those of us that's in the dni industry we know that it's speaking to dni and it's a book that's uh entitled you know uh the dirty little secrets of hr it's a book that's been around probably well over 25 almost 30 years but it is a tried and true uh you know book that's out there and you know in fact because of that book that's one of the reasons that a lot of these uh brands and corporations kind of had to start being um a little bit more vigilant in you know their hiring practices of the do's and the don'ts and you know even once a person come aboard you know being able to acknowledge a person on his or her you know um religious holidays you know uh with regard to not forcing a person to work on those days so i definitely would say that would be one and um i, I do apologize but i'm simply just drawing a blank like today is just a blank moment uh, <laughs> no for problem. That. But, yeah but uh i know amazon amazon has um a plethora of dni books that is highly uh Barnes and Nobles, you know, they have uh, a complete listing uh of books that has been highly recommended uh in relation to DNI. So wow. I, I'm going um, to ch check out that book The Dirty Little Secrets of, of HR. That sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, I can't remember which one of the uh daytime shows that it was. I'm sorry, it wasn't a daytime show. It was a a nighttime um investigator show i think it was either 2020 or dateline some years back they uh actually interviewed the uh author of that book and they and they they did an in-depth story on it so it really got a lot of acclaim behind it now of course you naturally had your critics uh out there that that spoke about the book for obvious reasons because many people within you know the the higher ups within corporate america did not want that book published they did not want that kind of information out there um yes. so it's things of that nature that employ employees must be cognizant and making sure that they're continuing to fully uh, educate themselves. Right, right. So where can the listeners connect with you online? Well, I have to say uh, I'm a bit of a dinosaur. So I am <laughs> actually only on one social media platform and that is LinkedIn. Uh, they can find me, you know, on LinkedIn under JK Bridges. Now there is a couple of other individuals on LinkedIn that has that same name or go by that same moniker. Really? Uh, I also recently found, yeah, I also recently found out that there's a, 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 a profile notice how i'm wording it there is another profile out there that is using an older picture of me it is my picture but it is not my profile so if somebody want to connect with me i'm the one that uh is employed with microsoft in case i'm currently with case um so uh i'm on there with short hair and i have on a black outfit the other photo is with long hair that was back when i had long hair i have not had long hair more than almost seven years uh, <laughs> now so yeah uh, and i have gone many many times to linkedin i've reported that profile but for some reason it's still there so mm -hmm. um yes they could definitely look for me and just know that i'm with case company and that's k-a-c-e K-A-C-E, you are correct. Absolutely. Great. Well, I want to thank you, um, JK, for joining us. And to the Zen Masters, I look forward to next week. Until then, stay clear, focused, and on purpose. 
for listening to Zen Bites, where we just blended ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering you to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business. 